Hello and welcome to Changing the Narrative, starring and produced by yours truly, Kahula. This is the podcast that discusses everything and anything random and not for the sake of starting and sparking the conversation. I also explore the current narratives on a number of things, like the societal stereotypes of places or people, or how history has been described, and we delve a little deeper maybe, or a lot deeper, to see where the truth starts and stops within these narratives. I hope you stick around. Hello everyone, and welcome back to episode 8 of Changing the Narrative. Ooh, we're almost to 10. I'm very excited, but today we are speaking about colonization, cultural appropriation, appreciation, and the likes of that all in Hawaii. Um, this is to go along with my theme of this week for Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, because this whole month, if you do not know, I've been doing a little bit trying to connect my poetry and my episodes for Changing the Narrative with the month. Um, these are not official weeks of this Heritage Month. These are things that I'm speaking out about. And so today, this week was cultural issues, conservation issues, and colonization. Um, as you all know, or may know from all of that, um, I'm a bit late for poems this week, but I am trying not to be late for episodes, so we're doing okay for the podcast episode. <laughs> it should be out on Sunday, May 23rd, later that day sometime. Um, but yes, we're talking about cultural issues conservation issues, cultural appropriation, appreciation, and colonization today. And um, with today's episode, it's going to be a little different. If you're familiar with my um, podcast, I try to have everything scripted so that I can accurately cite my sources and kind of describe everything. But today... Um, today's going to be a little different. Today we are going, I'm literally just going to ramble off with all of you about all of these things. And um, it's going to be interesting because I'm going to try and keep it to as short as I possibly can. I don't want it to be an hour because if I'm rambling off, um, I don't know how everyone will like it. Um, but then again... Um, if you listen to today's podcast and you kind of like these ramble talks that I'm doing, um, please let me know. You can comment on my Change the Narrative base on SoundCloud. I know you can comment on SoundCloud for um, Change the Narrative, but also if you kind of want to talk about today's episode with me in any shape, way, or form, you can uh, DM me on my Instagram at KahulaWrites, K-A-H-U-L-A, writes with an S, and we can just have a conversation because I'm open to that. I'm open to any um, kind of viewpoints, conversations, all those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it. Colonization, <laughs> cultural appropriation, and cultural appreciation. These are a lot of things that are very much in the media right now, um, especially on TikTok and Instagram. And, um, and for colonization, we're seeing this a lot with 
um, coming about through talks of Palestine and Israel right now because that is currently um, going on for the past couple of weeks, I think almost a month now, too. Israel has been bombing Palestine um, in Gaza, I think, either Gaza or Hamas. Please forgive me if I'm not being too accurate on there. And um, this conflict is a result of British colonization and um, our colonialism within Palestine and agreements made between uh, the British government and Israel um, that uh, did not comply or even think to uh, talk with the Palestine. From what I understand of the situation, the Palestine government was not included in these negotiations. And then um, when everything came down to it, the Palestine government did not agree to these negotiations because, of course, they weren't included in the negotiation between Israel and the British government, you know. So um, this is a form of what happens when through, through colonialism. And, you know, this is something we're seeing in real time as a result. This war, ongoing war, they've been at war for quite a couple of years now, in my understanding. I think a couple decades, actually. And, um, you know, we're seeing in real time the consequences of colonization um, from a foreign power trying to colonize and then make agreements with other powers when they have no jurisdiction or very little jurisdiction to make such agreements and um, invade in such areas and political, um, what's it called, er, politi pol pol governments, I guess you could say, um, and then doing their own thing and then leaving, you know, because that's what the British government did. They left, and they left Israel and Palestine to kind of battle it out, and they're continuing to battle it out, as we see in Palestine and Gaza. And, um, you know, it's very interesting because, uh, let's just talk about this. I know it's not Hawaiian, but it's important to understand all of these things that are happening. And um, it has to do with colonization. Um, you know, as, even though I'm not, you know, I'm not any, I'm not Arab at all. I'm not a Muslim. Um, I'm not religious per se. Um, but you can definitely empathize with um what's going on in palestine i personally i stand with the palestinians um because what's happening is a result of colonization of their land and i think also jordian land um and um what happened to them is very similar to what happened with us you know somebody came in and kind of just told them how things were going to be from now on and they put up resistance they protested did formal protests and then when formal protests didn't work they did other um revolts and those kinds of things um but you kind of see the result of what happens to these people is their land right the land that was theirs their native indigenous land gets taken away from them 
very similar to what is happening in Hawaii right now with land being sold off to other places and public lands, ceded lands from the monarchy being used for commercial and industrial uses other than what for public use you know to the government public use is commercial but is that the right way to use public land it shouldn't it be used you know to create homeless shelters or those kinds of things for public use you know is what what is the right way to use this public land it's one thing that is happening right now in Hawaii, and that is technically that's a result of colonization, you know, people coming in and dictating how we use our land and how we control our government, dictating those kinds of things. And it's very similar to what happened in Palestine with the British government, them coming in and dictating who gets what land, even though that land originally was Palestinian, from my understanding. And um, please correct me if I'm wrong, anyone. Again, you can DM me on my Instagram. Um, You know, so colonization is something that's very real. And a lot of people um, feel the effects of colonization. You know, India has been colonized by the British Empire. Um, So has Palestine, as we're seeing now. Um, And everything that they go through, of course, is not entirely colonization's fault our government right we can't blame colonization but colonization the effects of colonization generational trauma it's real we see it in what's happening with palestinians right now we see what's happening with um indigenous native americans native hawaiians right now too with cultural identity, um, self-identity, how cultural identity relates to self-identity. You know, those are all effects of colonization. Generational trauma is a, is a huge effect of colonization. And it's something that people don't realize, you know. And of, of course, it's because most times they don't want you to realize that. You know, um, take it with... Um, black people within america you know they they were forced to come to america as slaves having their entire identity self-cultural communal identities stripped away from them forced to serve people in a land that they have no clue what it is where they are and then having that identity a shattered identity passed down from generation to generation and then through civil rights movements getting the abolishment of slavery you know those kinds of things having to grow a community and grow a life off of a shattered identity it's something that a lot of um poc people can relate to having to grow a community having to grow a lifestyle a cultural identity a self-identity off of a generational shattered self-identity passed down from generation to generation um after having lands colonized after having your identity colonized that's something that's very real and that's kind of why we're talking about it um, in this ramble talk. 
And I'm sorry. I'm going to put a quick disclaimer. I'm very sorry if I'm making no sense or if I'm hopping all over the place. It's kind of why we're testing out the ramble talk and we're only doing it for half an hour. Um, but, you know, colonization affects more than what we think it does. And we're seeing that with... Um, you know, we've been seeing that for decades now with the self right, um, civil rights movements, Black Panther movements. You know, we're, uh, it's not something that's new. I think we're just uh, finally, at least for me, we're finally recognizing it as what it is, and it is an effect of colonization. It is something that is a, a result, I should say, of generational trauma due to colonization and that's kind of where um we're seeing cultural issues now with cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation you know what is the line where the boundaries hit um and kind of taking it back to social media you know because through social media we're seeing an increase at least for me in a lot of the in educating other communities, POC communities, other cultures, even even the white community, you know, allies, white allies, I guess you could say, um, people who are willing to learn about a culture and an identity and the issues within these cultural communities um, and learning to how to appropriately appreciate this culture without appropriating it is something that, you know, a lot of people don't understand what the big deal is, but it is a big deal because through appreciating a culture appropriately, um, without appropriating the culture, without mocking it, without trying to take that culture for your own, without even understanding the struggles that these people go through trying to relearn their culture, it's a big deal. It helps. It helps people rediscover, reinvent themselves, re-secure their identities. And I think maybe a good example would be to kind of look at excuse me, Adipur, um, indigenous cultures. You know, indigenous cultures are maybe no I don't want to compare anything you know that's the other thing you don't want to compare traumas or anything because everyone's trauma especially cultural trauma is different and so for this example we're going to use indigenous maybe native Hawaiian because I know kind of I know what that's like to try and rediscover what maybe not even rediscover what just discover what having a cultural identity means for me as a Kanaka Maoli and that was kind of hard because you know um growing up you have people dressing up in plastic grass skirts and coconut bras and being hula dancers for uh Halloween you know and I mean it's just capitalization off of indigenous culture off my indigenous culture you know and for some people it's not a big deal you know they don't take it to heart but when that's all you see as a kid of your own 
indigenous practices because before I moved home, you know, as a kid, as a little kid, kind of seeing all those things and only coming home every so often, you know, it's it's harder to try and connect my it was hard i'm going to i'm going to do this from a personal point of view it was hard to try and connect myself to something that i couldn't understand at a level that i do now you know so trying to connect myself to being a hawaiian and feeling worthy enough to be a hawaiian because i wasn't born here you know i wasn't born in Moko, on Moko Keawe or in Hawaii Nuiakea, you know, I wasn't born in the state of Hawaii <laughs> or in the kingdom. And so trying to figure out my cultural identity, it was hard when people were appropriating my culture and and because that that appropriation was my reality. And so then by moving home, and seeing more people who were appreciating the Hawaiian culture and not just the Aloha spirit kind of culture because that that's also kind of an appropriation off of the hospitality of the Hawaiian people, the Aloha spirit, which is why it's actually, uh, if I remember correctly, the Aloha spirit is something that's actually kind of coming under fire right now because is Aloha spirit actually... A Hawaiian thing or is that uh, appropriation of Hawaiian hospitality and, and ancient Hawaiian hospitality you know and so um, moving home and even going to a Hawaiian school not a Hawaiian language school but a Hawaiian school that kind of tried its best I'm gonna say to um reintroduce the Hawaiian culture to its students and allow them to try and explore what being a Kanaka Maoli means to them as a young young Kanaka um, it allowed me to kind of gain an appreciation for my own culture and then kind of now, as I'm getting older and kind of trying to implement myself into the Native Hawaiian society or community and being more comfortable with interacting with other Kanaka of our community, you know, learning those boundaries between cultural appropriation when something is not pono, you know, like um, just a couple weeks ago on TikTok social media very it's very crucial for the cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation um on tiktok there were a bunch of non-native spiritualists who were taking the ancestral practice of ho'oponopono um and trying to create some new age spiritualistic kind of stuff with it and their thing was that Ho'oponopono was a mantra and you could repeat it and sing the word over and over again with, along with mahalo keokua or some, something like that and you would be forgiven by the universe I don't know and that's cultural appropriation you know that's not what Ho'oponopono is at all and as many 
many um, Native Hawaiian TikTokers who I absolutely adore and give credit to for standing up on TikTok about it. Ho'oponopono is the act of correcting oneself or, you know, um, the act of creating righteousness, creating, correcting, like they, like they said, correcting oneself or correction, the act of correction. Um, and it is a, an ancient practice, um, that can still be used today. I know there's a, a couple of experts who know how to, um, practice this, um, ancient practice slash slash ritual and it was kind of like a mediation practice there would be someone who would go into a space or a home and mediate the situation between two or more people who are having a disagreement and they would this would usually take it could take hours or it could take days literal multiple sessions of trying to talk it out and you would just you would talk the situation out you would get out your frustrations you'd get out your gripes you'd say what the issue is what your issue is and the point of it was to get to the deeper issue because usually the deeper issue is what the real issue is with these people have it's kind of like therapy sessions technically counseling but in an ancient hawaiian controlled environment (laughs) to kind of sum that up as best as i can um so you see you see how actually knowing what the practice is versus trying to just implement this word that you saw on maybe finding ohana where they would repeat ho'oponopono and say forgive me I'm sorry, I love you, you know. Um, And no fault to Finding Ohana. I think what Finding Ohana did with Ho'oponopono was try to implement that ancient practice in a modernized way, Um, which I guess was kind of cool. But, you know, it could lead to things like that happening where people see that and they're like, that's how you do it, you know, without actually learning about the practice going to uh, an expert within the community who is known for being a ho'oponopono scholar or an you know like being that person and then learning from them over the years and then finally once they get unikied as a teacher of ho'oponopono then they would go on and teach it you know this that's cultural appropriation and so you know, those are the kinds of things that the Hawaiian community right now is going through on just one level. You know, cultural appropriation happens all the time with, we saw it a couple months ago with um, hula, you know, uh, some people were just uh, mimicking the motions of hula and I don't I don't think they meant any disrespect you know but it brought up again how hula is something that is practiced and you practice it under a kumu hula a person of um, trained lineage within the hula community you know they were unikied and they're 
kumuhula above them was unikid by another kumuhula, you know, and so you learn from a practitioner. And um, yeah, so it was just there's there's a lot of a cultural appropriation going on within my own community. And to kind of source back to what I was talking about beforehand with um, just indigenous and black people before that, we're trying to figure out what our identity means when with shattered identities passed down to us and then also all around us when we see we're seeing people appropriate our cultures as we're learning what our cultures are and that causes people to be mad you know rightfully so i mean if someone was taking something that you knew really well and just totally mocking it or just not even caring about it appropriating it you'd be mad too right I, I feel like people would be mad about something like that happening to them and for indigenous people and POC people you know that's their culture that's their way of life their ancestral traditional way of thinking believing living and these are people who are just blatantly mocking it or blatantly taking aspects of it not caring to learn about the beautiful heritage and history of it and then just totally running with that like idea that they got out of it and i'm for me I, I'm not against people learning my culture who are not of um, Kanaka descent. And I mean that in not in the way of like anyone can learn hula. Of course, I want you to learn under a kumu hula, you know, and all of those things and learning in the appropriate way. That's what I mean. So anyone can learn Olala Hawaii. We have a lot of people who aren't of Kanaka descent who speak Olala Hawaii, you know. I just, for me, it's do it in the correct way and in the way that is pono of one person. Do not appropriate something that you don't know about and claim that you appreciate it when you don't know the history of it, the heritage, the importance of it to culture, you know. Because ho'oponopono, just to go back to that, is was a huge practice, within ancient traditional Hawaiian um, ways of life. It was something that, um, you know, it was believed sometimes when a person got sick and there was no medicine or anything that could cure it, it was thought that maybe it was a mental sickness, that there was something eating at them away mentally. And so this is when Ho'oponopono would be implemented and practiced, you know, they would bring the family together and just talk about everything that could be ailing this person and they would talk it out you know and that practice got shunned away quite it went underground i believe due to um christianity and uh, the colonial euro western influence and the shutdown of traditional Hawaiian practices because of it, you know. So it's, you know, this is something that as we're kind of relearning it and 
relearning it and trying to maybe modernize it a little bit when people just go and take it and just run away with it you know it, it kind of stings because this is something that is important to us and can very much vi- like not vitalize but it can really help our ohanas in Hawaii through maybe having ho'oponopono sessions we can start to heal some of the generational trauma that is felt across the board you know in every family in every community we start to kind of uh, look at those western influential perspectives that we have as kanaka right now and think about it ask why to the many questions of what has happened to our people and all of those kinds of things you know so it's important. It's important to note these kinds of things. And I think a lot, again, it's a lot of it is going to be why. Why do we have to talk about these things? It's not important. It happened in the past or it doesn't, it's not relevant. It is relevant. These are the kinds of things that our Ali'i were, as I mentioned last episode in episode seven, um, colonization was one thing that our elite were trying to protect us from because they saw the effects of it in other places and they didn't want that to happen to us and now that it did we have to talk about it you know we have to re-educate ourselves about the things that have happened to us ask why ask how we can heal from it all those kinds of things and i think not only for Maoli, but i think for all pocs um these are the kinds of uh, conversations that can be really unifying um, when we have it across the board and it's, it's going to be hard it's you know any conversation that has to do with colonization and the effects of colonization on POC peoples especially POC within America um, it's, it's going to be hard and it's going to excuse me it's going to be a lot and a lot of conversations. It's gonna be a lot of talking about it with, um, you know, and everybody has different experiences with it. Not only from POC to POC, but from a person within one POC community to another person within that same POC community. You know, so it's it's gonna be a lot. But I think having those kind having these kinds of conversations with another person is going to be what is the most unifying thing because once we get down to it once we get to the nitty-gritty of the situation we're gonna realize as some people already have that our experiences are a result of the same thing happening it's of colonialization colonization excuse me colonization and imperialism you know by bigger powers and our continued experience is because of the continued colonization you know colonization hasn't stopped it's just evolved it's evolved through cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation it's evolved through propaganda and evolved through uh 
all kinds of things, and we can explore that later on, you know. But, um, yeah, so I think, I hope that a lot of people will come together and have these kinds of conversations where we talk about the effects of colonization on each other, on each community. So, like, having the Asian American community come together with the African American or Black community within America and coming together and not comparing their experiences, but kind of just talking about it and seeing the similarities, but also respecting the differences. You know, respecting the similarities and the differences between our traumas and our colonization experiences with America. You know, I think. Like I said, it's it for me, unifying, automatic unification, because we have similar experiences. We've all been colonized by this one overseeing power, and also I talk about um, POCs communities, but also um, with the white community. I I know. <laughs> That one's going to be a little bit harder, I think, because for us, the white community, for POC communities, the white community, or even just foreign communities, it's harder to connect with you guys because, you know, it's your ancestors are technically the ones, I mean, my ancestors too, I'm half white, but you know, like, the white people are the ones who colonized, but when we talk about our colonization experiences, I don't think, at least for me, I don't tend to want to blame white people specifically unless they are actively continuing the cycle of colonization, which is cultural appropriation or just blatantly ignoring the voices of POCs and indigenous people within America. You know, because by ignoring the voices of POCs and their experiences, especially indigenous people within America, and the places in which America has colonized and are continuing to colonize, like American Samoa, uh, Puerto Rico, and Guam, you know, these are places that are not American states, but America has claimed them as territories and don't give them the full rights of citizenship, but still expect them to kind of follow American rules. You kind of see what I mean there, you know? So by not speaking up for, by not even, not just speaking up, by not listening to these voices that are trying to speak to you, and ask you for help. You know, you're continuing the colonization of these people. You're allowing them and you're allowing America to continually take control and dictate what their lives look like and how they should live and what their societies look like while eradicating and appropriating their cultures. And then um, the next step would be speaking up, but I don't know if a lot of people are ready for it. I mean, until a couple months ago, I wasn't even ready to speak up on it. And I'm still using this platform through a podcast. You know, I'm not an act, a communal activist as I stand right now because I'm a college student. 
Um, but, you know, like, I think it's going to take a lot of work, especially not only POC to POC community, but POC to non-POC community. That's going to take a lot of conversations and a lot of trying to connect and understand. But I, if you, if we're able to do that, I think it would just be so much more worth it, you know, because then we're moving forward with a whole new level of understanding between us and um, other communities, you know, who have shared similar experiences or who are supportive of these people who have had these experiences, you know, and I guess... (laughs) Today's episode was more so of how to figure out these issues um, because I think we can save the issues that we actually have for another time, you know. I think it's not that we talk about our issues a lot because, you know, you don't hear a lot about it because there's a stigmatism around general generational trauma mentalities stemmed from colonization and a lot of people actually believe those things don't exist or they don't recognize a lot of what has happened is in connection to imperialism and capitalism and colonialization you know colonialization colonization excuse me um but i think you know it um for me i just kind of wanted to i guess set a precedence in this ramble talk uh, it's what it's come to is setting a precedence for what it is and how we all kind of connect to it and then how we can start to go about solving it or or trying to at least move forward from it and of course the first step is actually talking about it and acknowledging it acknowledging the things that may have maybe because of having a shattered identity that developed because of colonization you know and living with a shattered self and cultural identity and then having to try and create a full whole identity um while also trying to fight for your community while seeing things like cultural appropriation um and just blatant you know cultural appropriation ignorance galore arrogant ignorance willful ignorance blissful ignorance you know all those kinds of things um and then at the same time trying to fight the stigmatisms and the stereotypes within your own community. You know, so there's a, a lot of us have shared experiences. And I hope, my hope is for the future, that we can uh, help our communities fight these stigmatisms and stereotypes and uh, help our communities relearn a history and a self-identity that is less shattered more not as broken maybe not as stripped of just everything that we knew you know so regaining indigenizing maybe if we would a self-identity and a cultural identity that is 
more complete feeling, allowing ourselves to be full human beings, um, regardless of our situations, those kinds of things, you know, and then helping our communities also gather that identity because a lot for me um to kind of just finish it up because we are reaching a 40 minute mark or you just reach it um but for me a lot of the problems that we go through today um are resulted of having a shattered image of ourselves because when you're when you're living with a shattered image of yourself and you're in a community that also has a shattered image not to its own fault because as a result of colonization and just years and years and years of living with a shattered identity you know and hearing you know let's just go with the Hawaiian community again when you hear over and over again that you are incomplete that you're lazy that you're good for nothing that you're elite you weren't educated and they gave up the kingdom you know and you live with that reality you take on that reality you take on a shattered identity and then you're more susceptible to trying to fill the hole within yourself because of a shattered identity and you'll use substances you'll do drugs and you'll drink alcohol you know and of course that's not the only reason for someone might have to start drinking and taking drugs you know there's always peer pressure and things like that but um you know when you're living with a shattered identity of yourself and a lot of times for at least for POCs and indigenous people that couldn't be because of having a shattered cultural identity and a shattered communal identity you know you don't think about anything else you don't think that there's any other way to live you know you don't think that there's any other way to identify yourself as that you're never if your community's not will never have a full complete identity that feels like a good foundation and it feels complete and fulfilling then how are you ever going to have one you know that's it's a valid mindset because it's all that you've been given you know and i think that's where we have to be a little bit more understanding with each other and instead of trying to outcast members of our own communities for feeling that way and for um, becoming homeless due to addiction and all those kinds of things, we have to become more understanding. And instead of blaming them, we get them the help that they need. You know, get them to uh, addiction facility or complex that helps them with their addiction and if you don't have one within your community trying your darndest to create one so that people who are suffering with addiction in your community can have a facility and a place that is trained to help indigenous people and poc people with addiction and drugs you know and destigmatizing mental health and all those kinds of things you know so taking those steps forward to becoming more understanding of our similarities and unifying our communities and then coming together with other communities who have similar um, experiences and you talk about these experiences and then you unify to help 
more communities and more communities, you know, and taking these steps forward to start to heal that generational trauma due to colonization. And then hopefully in turn, educating the mass population, not only your community, but the mass population of where you live about the things that you've gone through and the things that your people have gone through and learning a more uh, indigenized slash POC'd history and not whitewash history. Learning history from the side that is more towards what actually happened and more towards a truth that is not trying to trap a people into believing one thing, you know? And so, yeah, that's kind of it. That's all. I think, I think that's a good place to stop for today on colonization, cultural issues, cultural appropriation, conservation issues, all those things. And we can kind of get into more things and issues that, like, actual talking about, like, homelessness, prison reform, education reform, healthcare reform, language implementation into education, uh, landfill issues, you know, homelessness within Hawaii. We can get into those things later, but I think this is kind of a good ramble talk to um, kind of stop off with for colonization, cultural issues, and conservation issues, as well as cultural appropriation and appreciation, excuse me. Um, so yeah, but, uh, I kind of want to just thank you all for kind of sitting through that, if you did, for episode eight, talking about colonization, because, uh, ramble talks are something that I do a lot by myself or with a friend. I usually send voice memos to a friend, um, and they're like, they're not 40 minutes long, dear God, but they can be about 10 minutes long and I'm just rambling about colonization or cows, <laughs> um, or, um, what was the one energy reform? I got stuck on that for a couple weeks. Yeah. So wave energy, that's what it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you sat through that whole thing, I thank you very much. I, Honestly, can't wait until I can finally get guests on here and ramble with another person so you're not just hearing my thoughts, but you're hearing another person's thoughts um, and kind of bouncing ideas between two people. But yeah, so that's all for today. Next episode, next week for our last week in AAPI Heritage Month. We're going to be talking about all the poetry and next week epi- next week's episode is going to be talking about the noise we've been making. So kind of going off of the last point I made in episode 7 about cultural movements and conservation movements in Hawaii um, currently going on. So like Kukia Imauna and all of those kinds of things. Uh, we're going to be talking about that next week. And I'm very excited about that one. I mean, I've been excited about all, all the episodes this week um, because that one, um, we're just kind of going to shout out like the Hawaiian Renaissance and all those kind of things. So going a little bit back into history and then all the way till now. Um, but yeah, and then after that week, actually, with this first week of June happening, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break 
from changing the narrative just like a week or two. Um, I also may be taking a break from Kahula Rights um, just to kind of rejuvenate. I'm going to be starting a project out in Kona side possibly, maybe. We'll see. Things are happening every day and they are amazing and they're also sad things happening and we just have to keep it up. Um, but yeah, so next week, the noise we've been making, keep a lookout for that. And, and I am very excited for everything that is to come. Um, but much love to everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you all for being here with me as I ramble talk. And until the next time, this has been Kohula on Changing the Narrative. Ahoy ho kako!